0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: This is the campaign ad. And look, I'm not a fan of politicians in general. We don't interview them typically here. We've had Ron Paul on in the past. And besides Ron Paul, that's basically it. I think there was one other guy that we interviewed a long time ago on Free Talk Live. We don't do interviews very often. So we do interviews of politicians almost zero uh, but I would have this guy on. I would have oh, Jeremy yeah. Kaufman on the show because, well, he's one of our our folks. Uh, he's a Liberty activist here in New Hampshire. He's the creator of Library. LBRY. Oh, and he advertises
2: with us anyway. What do you or mean? Or does by he that? not do
1: uh, Odyssey? They don't advertise with us. I oh. mean, we're not a. We don't have any kind of like deal with Odyssey. We just like. Oh, we em. just promote it because it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Odyssey actually isn't Jeremy's company. Um, it was part of Library, and for listeners that aren't familiar, Library is this decentralized blockchain-based media sharing protocol. Mm-hmm. It's uncensorable, it's amazing, and you ought to check it out. Go to lbry.com to learn more about it. Jeremy is one of the founders, maybe the founder, of Library, and Library kind of spawned Odyssey. So I think it was somebody who was working for uh, for Library, created Odyssey, so jeremy gets a lot of the credit for it because he certainly helped promote it but he actually wasn't as i understand it the guy who made odyssey happen here's the latest video that just premiered this uh this evening just came out within moments before the show starting and it is uh, jeremy kaufman for lizard person 2022 so apparently he's changing from running for u.s senate to lizard person here it is you got imagery of The Constitution and City Halls and D.C. They say to dress for the job you want, not the job you have. All right. So I got to describe. Obviously, we're playing video and you can only hear the audio. Uh, The (laughs) video includes him walking out of what appears to be Manchester City Hall wearing it looks like a dinosaur outfit right but it's a lizard right so he's supposed to be dressed as a lizard man here and uh, it's it's got his name and and all green
2: and not a great looking dinosaur outfit i gotta tell you
1: no it looks like some silly thing you'd find at a halloween store or something like that but uh, it's it's cute here we go yeah and
2: i want to become a lizard person i would like to rule you i'd like to lie to your face and then do something else because it benefits me I would like to be as corrupt as possible. I would like to enrich myself.
1: Now, there's lots of imagery here of lizard people. You've got a lizard face that morphs into Joe Biden's face, which then has a little lizard tongue
2: you will never, ever, ever see a, a senator
1: or a president or
2: a governor show up in, like, you know, blue jeans and a T-shirt. Like, well, that's just, like, I mean, you might see them do that for a photo op yeah, at a particular yeah. thing, but they're not going to go deliver a speech like that.
1: No, in fact, in many cases, uh, they are prohibited from doing that. There's rules, at least I know in New Hampshire, and I'm sure the same thing's true in D.C., but in New Hampshire, there's certain quote-unquote rules of decorum mm-hmm. and part of the rules are a man must dress in a suit coat as mm-hmm. i understand it now i've not read the exact you know what is acceptable and what isn't but it's one of those things where if you show up in a, in a pair of blue jeans and a t-shirt they're probably going to not let you in which by the way is
2: sexist what do you mean well a man must dress in must dress in a suit coat. Yeah.
1: But they don't have the same rules for women. That's a great point. And what would they do if Arya got elected? Right. A trans, uh, trans person. Right. So I, I think there's a lot of room for somebody to...
2: <laughs> Sorry, just imagining the, the outfits that Arya would decide to go to uh, to these proceedings in. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, the, the, What they're trying to do is distract from the truth. The truth is that these are human beings who are telling other human beings what to do That's right. under the threat of imprisoning and torturing them.
1: That's what the state is. There's no shortage of people on the left pointing out all the problems with those that are on the, uh, the right and vice versa. The right mm-hmm. can easily see the problems with Joe Biden and the people on the left can easily see the problems with Trump and all their, uh, their ilk. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to their own house, when it comes to their own party, they have no ability to be critical at all Mm -hmm. Uh, during the primary they can kind of you know see what's wrong and then all of a sudden all the problems with that candidate that they previously opposed just seem to get wiped away well and
2: it's something that uh, both parties are guilty of where they have absolutely no ability to realize that whatever powers they are giving to themselves now will be used against them in the future I mean, like I, I was just talking to someone in Texas about like, oh, well, you know, we've really got to we, we've got to avoid this Muslim takeover. And so she's talking about how, you know, it's really important that we have all of these extra powers against the terrorists. And it's like, lady, you're the terrorist. Have you missed the memo? Like, you're a Trump voter. You're the one
1: they're targeting right now. I missed the memo that there's still a Muslim takeover. When was that still happening?
2: One of the things to point out is that there are a tremendous number of people that literally believe that we are ruled by lizard people from outer space.
1: I used to know one of those people. I mean, I still know him, but he doesn't live around here.
2: I mean, obviously, it's a minority, but like and and very much a minority. But still, like you have to think, okay, well, why would people believe this? And so two things that stand out to me. Uh, Number one. It's one of those you kind of wouldn't put it past them kind of things. So in the same way that uh, uh, that they're flat earthers, mm-hmm. because, well, they've lied to me about this. They lied to me about this. They lied to me about this. Why wouldn't they lie to me about the very nature of the world I'm standing on?
1: But some of the flat earthers are trolls, Right, So there's some some percentage of them, them, and we don't know which ones are which. They're hard to discern. There's the true believers that really do believe the earth is flat, and then there's the people that are just trolling. They're just looking for a reaction. They're just messing with people on the internet. They go to some of the conferences or whatever, so hard to know. I feel like the lizard people believers are probably more on the true believers side. I don't know how many of those are, are trolling in that well, case. And,
2: and in, in both cases, a lot of it, I think, is the as far as the true believers is, well, I wouldn't put it past him. And I mean, once you like once you start going down this rabbit hole and you're like, well, they lied to me about this. They lied to me about this. They mm-hmm. lied to me about this. And you just realize it's like, wow, one lie after another. Years back, I had a sociopathic friend mm-hmm. and uh, he, he knew what he was and he was comfortable with it. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I. I don't do these things because that's how you end up in jail. Mm. I just don't want to. It's a very strange thing because normal people believe that this is the function of police in the first place. When I can tell you it's not why people don't do bad things unless they're sociopaths.
1: People generally don't do bad things because they're good and they understand that uh, cooperation is important for the survival and the flourishing of the human species. We learned that a long time ago.
2: Right. When you do bad things to other people, if you're not a sociopath, You feel bad, Mm -hmm. which is why most people don't do these bad things, because they've tried that, you know, as kids, because kids can be little monsters because they're figuring out, oh, right, I did this to that person. And then, you know, a week and a half later, I'm lying in bed and I'm thinking about it and
1: it makes me sad. Well, I think a lot of people don't pick up on the fact that politicians are psychopaths because they're good at covering it up. They're, you know, And this comes back to the lizard people shape-shifting or whatever mm-hmm. into looking like humans, acting like humans. Right. They try to seem like they're like the rest of us. Like when I pointed it out during the Biden campaign recently where they had him go get ice cream with his uh, grandkids or, mm-hmm. or whatever – I remember 20 years ago when I was doing Libertarian Party outreach in Florida, uh, going to different events. The I went to gun shows. I went to lesbian, gay and lesbian pride fests. I went to the county fair. And by and large, people had no idea what the term libertarian meant. Mm. And that was sort of part of the point of the out, outreach was to introduce them to it. And I do wonder if it would be any different these days, but I don't have apples to apples to compare. Right. I, I am banned from the county fair here in Cheshire County. Uh, I did do a, a table there for some we time. We must protect our pumpkins. But let's talk about uh, a, a recent example of how statism is alive and well, and that politicians are firmly in place and are not going anywhere anytime soon, despite the fact that there have been a, a wonderful migration of freedom loving people here to New Hampshire. Uh, Jeremy Kaufman is just one of a myriad of of candidates who will be running this year, and and many have been elected. I don't want to make it sound like New Hampshire has been an abject failure or anything. It's been an amazing success so far with thousands of people migrating here as part of the Free State Project, which is, a, a for those that don't know, it's a political migration, basically. It's people who believe in liberty, libertarians, voluntarists, anarchists, coming to the same geographic area, And not everybody's involved in politics. Some are anti-politics. Some are uh, outside the system, agorism, action of direct action sorts. Everybody who pays attention knows that when you look at the difference between a government school education and a private school education, every time the private school is going to just wipe the floor with the government schools. We're not even talking about homeschooling here. We're just looking at private school versus government school. And the private schools are showing that they're doing it for less than half the price than what the government schools are doing it for. Mm -hmm. And so this guy came to this school board meeting and he said, all right, well, look over here. This is what the private schools are doing it for. They're doing it for, you know, seven grand. Okay. Why shouldn't we be able to cut our school budget down to half of what it is? Go from $17,800. Still be paying more than you get for the private school. To around $9,000 per student. And he convinced the people at that meeting. He had not announced this in advance. There was no, like, flyers that went to households or anything. It was just whoever showed up to this one-year, you know, once-a-year meeting, they got persuaded and they voted to put this guy's proposal into place, which was to say to cut the budget by half and take it from, like, $1.7 to $800,000 for the entire... It's a small town, right? We're talking about a few dozen uh, students. And and that's and that's the direct
2: result of stealing money from people in that area
0: I'm calling about Mark Edge and his uh free island project or whatever he's calling it uh, for listeners that don't do that,
1: know i'm sorry to, to interrupt you but just for our listeners that we've got new people tuning in all the time mark edge is a, f- a founding co-host of this show he has been on the air with us over the last 20 years many times it's just recently he hasn't been on much so newer listeners to the show may not even know who that is uh so you're referring to our co-host who for the last half a decade roughly of his life has been floating around the world honduras to africa to El where uh free
2: private city project in
1: the pacific uh as well and looking at different places that can have these uh special economic zones Mm -hmm. or free private cities as as you mentioned and he's been quite obsessed with this recently landing on uh honduras and Mm -hmm. an island off of honduras called utila where next door there's a Roatan, where there's currently one of these free private cities that is ostensibly in operational status. Uh, he didn't have, an I guess he had a disagreement with the guy that was running that one, so Mark wants to start his own or join a different one. It's a little confusing as to the exact status of that project right now, but El Conejo, that's what you're commenting about, uh, so go ahead.
0: Yeah, he's basically trying to uh, poach members of the free state project are moving to new hampshire to join his special economic zone
2: if we're able to make a place of greater freedom then we're going to have a place of greater wealth that's true so if and i mean especially looking at uh, at cryptocurrency in general i mean let's it, it it keeps doubling year over year
1: now there's there's some, some down variation. a little bit from its uh from its recent high in mm-hmm. Late last year, oh, it's yeah, sure. down by sure,
2: 50%. Well, I mean, as anything that is a fledgling economic system, yeah. it's bound to be volatile. Sure. But so far, it tends to uh, somewhere between double and quadruple on a year-over-year basis overall. Mm-hmm, that's so true. if that continues to happen, then we might not have nearly as much of a problem with uh, with the economic constraints of being able to move back and forth between uh, a, a winter home down south mm-hmm. and
1: New Hampshire. El Conejo, any other thoughts?
0: Uh, I would just uh, encourage Mark to can reconsider his strategy. There is no conflict, I think, if he maybe rethinks this idea as more of a resort, resort town slash Uh, vacation destination, uh, crypto, resort town slash vacation destination, and it would attract people from all over the world, not just uh, poach people from New Hampshire.
1: I I think when you're saying rethink his strategy, you're referring to the fact that he spends an inordinate amount of time kind of attacking the Free State Project.
3: Why you and Peakless decided to move to New Hampshire in the first place.
2: Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I mean, so I've been a voluntarist for my entire life um, since... Were your parents voluntarists? Well, so I... That's I... an unusual statement. Uh, sort of. Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, um, the fundamental worldview that I grew up in was absolutely a biblical Christian worldview. Oh. So from that perspective, the, the best thing to do is to, well, simply have a, a relationship with God... And make your decisions accordingly. So, uh, so from that perspective alone, you, you get the idea and, and so part of it comes down to this whole like made in God's image thing, Mm -hmm. which a significant part of that has always been the fact that we have this ability to make our own choices, so, I mean, like, unlike other, you know, unlike the beasts of the field, I can I can decide, I value this, and here's how I'm going to go about it, and if this happens, then I will do this, and if this happens, I will do that, and I can see other people and see what they've done and how that's worked out for them mm-hmm. and make my own decisions on that basis. So, anything that, that completely goes in the face of that would be contrary to the divine plan for reality. With multiple different worldviews, I have always come back to voluntarism. Mm -hmm. And when I heard about the Free State Project, it's like, what? You're, You're gathering us together? Why didn't anyone tell me? What clued you into it? Um... Actually, it was because you had uh, Stefan Molyneux on. Oh, and you were already listening to him? Yep, I was listening to him. And usually he cuts out uh, all of the commercials when he rebroadcasts any of his interviews. But uh, one of them uh, sort of slipped through where Hmm. it wasn't like the the radio version of it, but it was uh, the, you know, the the, like one commercial that you'll put in uh, on the podcast version of this. Yeah. And uh, one of the commercials that was there was you talking about, if you're considering the Free State Project, consider Keem. Ah, yes. We still run like, that one. The what? <laughs> so I looked up Free State Project. And I'm like, what? You're gathering anarchists? Yeah. Why didn't anyone tell me?
1: Right. And this was four or five years ago, right? You, yeah. You made the move relatively quickly after you found oh, as, it, Oh, right? as soon as
2: I found out, it's like, wait, you're gathering us? Okay, you mean that I can be around other people who believe in free will choices and voluntary relationships? Because no one believes
1: in that. You got in your van and headed oh, yeah. across the country. Oh, yeah. I bought the van because Wow, of really? That. Oh, yeah. Did you have like an apartment you had to get rid mm-hmm. of? or? Yep. yep. Okay. I said, when is my lease up? Because mm-hmm. I am going to New Hampshire. Wow i heard about the free state project in the early days i've been a libertarian voluntarist uh activist for my my whole adult life Uh, i didn't learn the term voluntarism until a few years in uh but as a libertarian activist i was connected with the the libertarian movement i was in a member of the libertarian party and active in various different ways down in in southwest florida which is where i lived at the time and when i heard about the free state project which I must have heard of in maybe 2002. I don't know exactly when it was, and I don't remember how I heard about it. It's been so long. Um, I had the same kind of feeling as you did, Peakless. Although at this time when I heard of it, the state had not been chosen. At the time when I heard of it, it was like, oh well, let's let's get all the libertarians to move together to the same place. Yeah,
2: it was. Uh, it was, for the record, a really brilliant way of uh, bringing this about, where they're like, okay what we need is a bunch of people to sign on to this project so here's what we'll do as soon as that num as soon as the number of people willing to sign on to that project reaches this level then we all do it right. and that's just a i mean like any kind of project that someone out there has like okay well this will only work if this many people do it okay well overshoot that number and say okay once once we hit this number then we'll actually do the thing.
1: Jason Sorens, who's the founder of the Free State Project, later on, years later, looked back and said that he set the number too high. He set 20,000, probably should have been much lower. But regardless, that's what happened. The New Hampshire people did an amazing job at, at pitching the state. They came up with this cool list of 101 reasons that people should, libertarians should move to New Hampshire. It's very persuasive. Is that a video? It's a video now, but originally it was a like a PDF. It was a text file. Yeah, the the title
2: of the video was because of the the 101 reasons that they had come up with.
1: Correct. And I do recommend the video. It's a little dated at this point, but the reasons are still solid. There's obviously, in my opinion, many more reasons than that now because we've had, as you pointed out, an amazing community that has been built here in the last uh, decade. But you can go to 101reasonsfilm.com to learn those reasons. The PDF version of it is still available on the Free State Projects website as well. So for those that just prefer to read, you can go and do that too. Um, but for me, it was it was obvious. I mean, libertarians are failing miserably. They have been failing miserably. They try the same things every two to four years and they lose hard and they never gain anything. They never gain any percentages of worth in uh, the various different elections. So they're not growing in any way, shape or form. the The party is stagnant. Uh, I understand people think they're going to turn the Libertarian Party around this year at their convention uh, this month, and I wish them the best of luck, but I have no expectation that even no, if I they— do.
0: I have a treatise here that will take about a minute and ten seconds, and then I have a question. Okay. It has to do with—well, um, just—it'll it'll be apparent. All right. I'm saying this is for all the three-letter agents who might be listening to the voice of liberty and, and reason. I understand that you truly believe that somehow, magically, you have been given special rights, powers, and privileges. You truly believe that the badges, titles, and uniforms you wear imbue you with a certain superiority. Worse, you truly believe that you have a right to rob the rest of us to pay for your presence and bad behaviors. Oh, I acknowledge that there are plenty of others who imagine these same things, but in reality, you have been misled into a demonic deception. I call it a mental disorder. You have been deceived into believing that as an agent of politicians, you may hurt others who have not directly hurt anyone else. For the imagined good of society, of course. Somewhere, every single day, you gather a group of fellow gang members to initiate and intimidate the hell out of people. In some cases, beat them, sometimes kill. In reality, you are no better of a human than the majority of people you terrorize.
2: Mm. If people are out there being responsible for their choices and taking the benefits and the detriments and and so on, like it proves that we don't need them as these pseudo parents to watch over us and to force us to do things. I mean, personal responsibility is empowering not to a group, but to an individual And that's the last thing that can be allowed into the discussion for exactly that reason. I mean, every single part of our culture as it exists within the framework of the state exists as a disempowerment mechanism for every individual. I mean, an individual is capable of extraordinary things, but that's not the messages that we get.
0: Okay, I'll just give my last opinion, and that is that no matter how small the cluster of cells that are human cells, they grow into a full human if given the opportunity. So it doesn't matter at what stage.
2: Thank you for the call tonight. i going to disagree with you on that. You said you are going to disagree? I'm going to disagree with All you right. on that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, now uh, to, to go back to his point on uh, personal responsibility, like, look, if you, if you believe in abortion and that's your right, I can definitely tell you this – Every woman that I have ever known that got one regretted it.
3: I understand that some people, they like to have a an, almost an anarchistic society. But, you know, I've been I'm one of them. down, down a, lot of, a lot of roads in a lot of societies so far in my life trying out different ones.
1: But, and you decided um, you love the state. Big, well, big I don't fan know
3: if I, I didn't say that either. You know, it's it's a very, very tricky business. Well, you did down. say it.
1: I mean, you've called this show many times in the past, and you basically uh, slobbed the knob of the state on oh, the yeah, air you, every single you night. You have done absolutely nothing but praise
2: government and uh, and its effects.
1: Maybe I've been lucky. I've just lived in
3: places where the government happens to like me. I don't really know why, but I've, 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 they've always been very kind to me. Well, and- they
1: love the obedience. Mm-hmm. I mean, they love people who... I actually love you, but they love it when you do what you what they tell you to do. They love it when you're not a problem for them by standing up and actually standing for something meaningful, like individual liberty or freedom, which you've never done never done in your life.
2: Well, and you propagate the myth that they have moral powers beyond that of any mortal man, and they love people that do that.
3: Well, you know, I I I, I, I never just never had any conflicts with them. They, I mean, everything they, they always smile at me. And they're always friendly and they're always helpful. The other night, you guys were speaking about uh, contrails, chemtrails. Uh,
1: I, I didn't choose the topic, but yes, somebody did call in about that.
3: Yeah, and that subject one. You, and you're a, uh, um, a non-believer. And no, no, I wouldn't, are... ca- I
1: wouldn't say that, per se. I'm a skeptic, uh, and there's a difference. I do understand that there have been government sprayings of things. I went through one of them in Florida. It was called malathion. They sprayed this chemical that was allegedly going to, I think, do something about mosquitoes or some sort of tree bug of, of some sort. And, and uh, that was quite nasty, uh, what they what they did there. Um, so that's not to say I don't believe that governments would and or have uh, sprayed people. It's just I don't buy the claim that they're doing it every day, all day, everywhere, with thousands of planes and pilots and constant uh, poisoning or whatever it is that people believe about this. So that that summarizes my position. Why you, know, not? you
3: know, listening to your debate the other night. I kind of fell in the middle, like I always have about it mm-hmm. for the last 10-15 you know, years. But have you ever came across the, a sky where there's like way too many of them and they're going
1: too many clouds? No, too many too persistent contrasts.
3: Yeah, they're just like everywhere. And you know, you think you'd see the planes going up and down and sideways and wiggling and I know they move and they,
1: You know there's wind up there, right? And it's know, very cold. I
3: I don't know. Huh? All I'm saying is I'm in the middle.
2: So I do believe that there are control structures that have been built up over thousands of years and especially important ones that have been built up up over the last couple of hundred years or even hundred years. However, number one, I would say that the people operating those systems are not uh, like, okay, we know that that some of these systems are not operated by the people who invented them. And I would say that the people who are operating them are not capable of inventing such a thing, hmm. are not capable of fixing these systems when they break down. So all they know, it's it, it's kind of like that scene in uh, Idiocracy, right? So he walks into the hospital and there's this sort of slack-jawed idiot at the – well, as all of them are in that <laughs> world uh, – who's at the front desk and just like – pushes the button of like well it's not this it's not this <laughs> must be this pushes that button mm-hmm. and i think that's very much the same level that the that the politicians and bankers and oil uh, moguls and all of that are at this point like they inherited a system of control Mm. they don't really know how it it works Mm -hmm. they can't fix it when we find ways around uh like one of the increased interest rates yeah uh, one of the biggest uh systems of control is the monetary system Mm -hmm. you
0: just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live you can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com.